Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So I had such a fun weekend, mm-hmm. a really exciting weekend. Um, on Saturday, we got together with a bunch of friends and we went to the movies. We saw Bad Boys 3 or I don't know, Bad Boys for Life. It was really good. <laughs> um, it was funny. It was fun. It was actiony. Um, and then we went bowling and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up leaving the bowling alley and going out to power and light which in kansas city power and light is like a nice like it's like like, yeah it's like a bar area um it's like there's a bunch of bars connected and there's like a big center area for like concerts or whatever but it's really a neat venue it was fun we went out Mm -hmm. there to um for a for a happy hour and spent a couple hours out there and it was just like a really fun Saturday just with mm-hmm. I'm like all of our friends like a bunch of friends from college a bunch of friends like just from the Kansas City area it was super super mm-hmm. fun um and then on Sunday okay it was yeah. the NFC championship game and the Chiefs were playing against the mm-hmm. Titans we went out we went to a restaurant with our friends to watch a game and like just sitting there in the crowd with everybody watching it. It was so cool. I can't imagine how awesome the stadium was, but Mm -hmm. the chiefs fucking won. And for the first time in 50 years, they're going to the super bowl, which is so cool. It's really cool. Very exciting. So exciting. Mm -hmm. Like Jordan and I, we've only been chiefs fans for like, two years three years Mm -hmm. maybe like jordan more so than i it's been recent like that we've you know been like okay let's get into some kansas city teams because we just haven't like been here that long to be super devoted um but we've been really following them this season we've we've gone out like every single weekend to watch every single Mm -hmm. game and um it's been really awesome just as a new fan to watch i can't imagine the people who have been waiting their whole lives living in kansas city yeah Corey was raised born and raised in kansas city area and so when he he went out hiking all day long and when he came home i was like hey the chiefs are going to the super bowl and he's like what (laughs) no like this what is happening because then the blues also like ended up winning the stanley cup and he was just like mind blown just how his whole life he's he's cheered on the chiefs and now they are going to the super bowl it's really exciting yeah 50 years it's so cool it's so Mm -hmm. exciting so that was like the highlight of my of my weekend so anyways i just wanted to share i had a really really fun weekend i'm glad that you had such a great weekend thank you Mm -hmm. so on that note welcome back guys yeah welcome back i'm kayla 
And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, Min Yoongi is way too fucking powerful. It is not fair. It is not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Or Yoongi has the most striking facial features. It is not fair. (laughs) Oh, God, it is so not fair. Um, So if you're down for those things, then you are in the right place. (laughs) Because today we are talking about Shadow, an interlude by Yoongi on the upcoming album Map of the Soul 7. very excited Mm -hmm. so excited but before we get into it we want to thank you wonderful armies for being here and for supporting us if you want to show your support for us you can do that by telling people about us on social media and by writing a review wherever you listen then if you want to go above and beyond and give us some extra support you can do that by donating monthly to our patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Also, just a reminder that for our Valentine's Day episode, we're going to be doing another Being an Army where we share your stories of your experience being an Army. It can be about how you join the fandom, what you love about the fandom, or how BTS has impacted your life, etc. We also want to add in any stories you guys may have about wild Army experiences, which is where you've encountered an Army that is a total stranger to you in your everyday life. So go ahead and submit your stories to us via email or a social DM. If you'd like us to share them here on the podcast, the submission deadline is February 6th and we've gotten a handful of submissions. So keep sending them in. We love reading them. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think by next week we will be deciding on a name uh, for you guys to call like our community um, Mm -hmm. and just anybody who listens. So we've gotten a couple other submissions besides the Iconics and we're just going to talk it over and then we'll decide Decide with all of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then lastly, we just want to share that um, our charity for the month that we've decided to donate to is 100 cameras. If you're interested in donating or learning more about 100 cameras, you can check out the description. Yes, for sure. Okay. So overview of this incredible episode that we're so excited to get into. This research has been wonderful. Uh, and just every time we listen to this song or watch the music video, we see new things we hear new things and so even as we go into record I'm sure we'll come up with something else on top of what we've already researched and thought of so we're first going to talk about the lyrics and break down the lyrics of the song then we're going to get into the production of the song where we'll talk a lot about the feel and the vibe to the song and then we will get into the music video and a lot of this has been put in by like verses so like intro verse chorus etc so that's kind of the format we naturally just ended up going with because it's just how it fit 
yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of how the song breaks down, mm-hmm. and so it was easy for us to kind of break Format it up and it segment that it that way. Yeah. Um, so first, let's get into the lyrics. Um, we looked at lyrics from Genius.com, but also from Dual Set Bangtan, which we have previously looked at their lyrics. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they put in like their own thoughts or some like pronunciation or um, just like a little bit of extra info, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. So for the intro and the hook, he's starting out with all of those I wanna be's. Um, and to us, this really seems like like a list of things that he has dreamt of being and has now become, like all of his kind of goals. Mm-hmm. And as he lists them, they kind of just get more more intense. Things like he wants more and more and more. Um, but as mm-hmm. we get into the verse later on or into this hook, he ends up saying, I wanna be me. That Becoming all of these things, what I've gathered is that he's feeling detached from his true self. Um, and yeah. he even goes in to say, like, I got a big dream. Yeah. He says, oh, boy, I got a big dream. Yeah. Like, it's not. Yeah. You go back to their debut. He really has had this dream. And now, like, looking back on it, he's like, yeah, I got a big dream. And it's brought me to this yeah. point where I've become all these things. And now I'm like. I want to be me, truly me, but he's just feeling so detached from that, Mm -hmm. from himself. Yeah. Yeah. Because for so long, every single one of his focuses, it was a bigger Mm -hmm. goal, right? Like that's the big emphasis of this whole list. So the, I want to be me is the, by far the Mm -hmm. biggest and the hardest thing to do, you know, the hardest thing you've done so far because it's at the, you know, it's at the end of the list, almost like the top of the list. Yeah. Um, I also like how these lyrics, the way that they come across, especially in the music video, but the way that they come across is like the first time hearing them or the first time seeing it in the video, it seems like it's that traditional sugar, August D like mm-hmm. Min Yoongi, like bragging, mm-hmm. like that kind of cultural rap thing where you're hyping yourself up and you're kind of showing that bravado. And that's what this comes off of at the beginning because it's like, well, yeah, he's saying he wants all these things, but like he has them. He has them. And Mm -hmm. he has them. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like flaunting a little bit is how it comes off right at the beginning. Yeah. It really does come off that way. When Corey had first listened to it, he's like, yeah, I was kind of taken aback by how he's like, I want to be king. I want to be this. I want to be a rap star. And yeah, there's definitely that, that sugar Augusti bragging it's a little mm-hmm. yeah it's a little presumptuous to say like I want to be king mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah so another like I guess this verse after this intro and hook the a collection of lyrics that really struck me were wonder how long I'd go I came to my senses look down shadow at my feet it's gotten even bigger and so mm-hmm. I think this is him kind of acknowledging and discovering that like he's just he's just been running and we talked about this a lot like bts in general they've just been running and going and going and he's at this point where he's coming to his senses he's stopped maybe for a brief moment to look down at his feet and like that shadow that he had back from debut now it's just like gotten larger there's multiple shadows at this point or that little tiny bit of shadow that he had in himself has like grown to this extent yeah 
Yeah. And just the amount of time that he's been going, how long he's been running, he never had mm-hmm. even the the time or maybe even the wherewithal to look to look back at it, mm-hmm. to even know that it had grown to such an extent. And kind of the line that follows that up to me that wrapped up all of those things you just talked about is I run, but the shadow follows like no matter where he goes, it just, it's always there. And now he's always aware of it and how massive it Mm -hmm. is. So we've kind of talked about the concept of shadow before back when we originally did like the map of the soul persona album review, all of these themes came up. So we talked about this. Um, Obviously this is something that's, we're going to have to get into more on this album as it seems like it's going to be a theme that they explore more, but just a quick description of the shadow young's shadow is everything in which a person is not fully conscious or it's also called the unconscious Mm -hmm. um it's all it's the dark side of you it's it's like it might be good things that you've hidden about yourself that you just don't have the um like the self-confidence to bring out but it also might be like what you consider to be bad personality traits or bad aspects of you know who you are or bad thoughts that you have or something like that Mm -hmm. that you kind of try to hide away you hide away from yourself in your subconscious and or in the in the unconscious um but it does usually come to light you know people learn of their shadow at a time and it's um, not something that you you can escape it's something that we all have and yes it can come off as like the bad part of you or the darker side Mm -hmm. of you um but I think as we get... I mean, that's really just how you see yeah, it, right? Yeah. Until you bring it to light. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get mm-hmm. more into that as we get more into the lyrics and the video and the production of the song. But the shadow isn't necessarily bad. You know, it's something mm-hmm. that that can hold you back, but it's also something that can, like, bring you up. It's right. interesting. Yeah. So in, this, in the lyrics, his shadow is kind of like coming across of course we can't pinpoint we can't like reach out and say these are all of his shadows he's telling us all these things Mm -hmm. but you know we can kind of think about like a greed monster fame monster Mm -hmm. lust monster like just thinking about all the things that he does want and how those can kind of couple with the downside of fame like what comes with all of those things Um, and it's just interesting to look at the conflict that's going within himself this Oh, like you can see all the downsides of the fame, but despite all of that, he still is greedy and wants more and wants to be the king. And, you know, just, and there's a part of him that really hates that about himself, but like it's there. Mm -hmm. And so as we get in, we, we kind of see as we get into the chorus that he ultimately has to face his shadow. Um, and like, despite this despair of fame, I still want more like how he's just, there's this internal conflict going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once he gets into the chorus, he actually says the moment I face myself brought lowest. It so happens that I'm flying the highest. So it's like Mm -hmm. literally looking at himself right now, his reflection, like I am like on top of the world, BTS, biggest group in the world, selling out world tours, you know, selling 3.24 million copies of their album pre-order the first week that they can pre-order them. Insane, Mm -hmm. right? Biggest group in the world. And he's 
has this biggest shadow, he finds himself the lowest that he's ever been Mm -hmm. because he's coming face to face with and reflecting and just looking at the downsides or, you know, how everything that he's experienced and gone through has affected him, you know, negatively in some way. Yeah. And it's strange to think about that he is like, in his career, like he's at the highest, he's where he's wanted to always be, but he's facing Mm -hmm. himself at like this lowest moment in his life as well. Um, there's a lot of high, low up, down. And so another part of the chorus is don't let me down. Don't let me fly, which Mm -hmm. to me is very contrast. Like he doesn't want to be contradictory. Don't let me down, but don't let me fly. Like I, you know, in between there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, you he doesn't want to he can't let go of it and he doesn't want to like he Mm -hmm. he loves it um but he doesn't want to he doesn't want it it to be like the demise of him either like the end um yeah and I think what's also interesting is thinking about this and the that he he's still like he wants to be me I want to be me Mm -hmm. so he is looking at how to do this through all of that um in the outro the the line that really hits me is yeah you'll be at ease if you admit it too so in the outro it's almost like um his shadow takes over and is Mm -hmm. talking then and it's you know just saying like hey just admit that these are your problems this is what you're going through this is where you're at Mm -hmm. and you know once you know that it's there and accept Mm -hmm. your demons and your faults then it's much easier to to work with it yeah definitely easier to work with it um and just not resenting it all the time because then it's just like how can you truly love and accept yourself right because um we were kind of talking in the research while we were doing research about our own shadows, this kind of brought it up to us. Like you're not always aware of your shadow. Like you're not always aware, like when you're growing up and going through childhood, the things that you kind of pack away, right. The things that at that time you don't yeah. know how to deal with, you don't know how to process. So you're, you just pack it away. And then as you get older, or you're not aware, you're right. Not you're not aware, aware of it. You definitely gain more insight as you get older. Right. So, but like, you know, as we've gotten older, we've both like learned and realized things about ourselves that we don't Mm -hmm. like. Right. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that is part of the shadow kind of coming into our knowledge. And then we Mm -hmm. both talked about like, that's your option is to work on it then. Like once you know about it, Mm -hmm. you're not afraid of it. Right. You're not afraid of that part of you. You're just like, okay, my option is to work on it and to try to get better. You're faced with it Mm -hmm. and you can like help it be a benefit to your life. Um, so like my personal shadow that, uh, I just had been working on over the past couple, probably like four years, um, Mm -hmm. is just, I felt like I was really selfish and, um, it wasn't always something that I saw in myself, you know, like my, when Jordan and I were dating, actually, he, this was something that like he, you know, brought to my attention and it's, you know, people make, you make each other better. It's one of the things that you do as like a partner. And, um, I just didn't grow up in a household that like we always thought about other people's needs before our own. Yeah. It just was not it's how you, you were know. brought up. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. how I was brought up. It was always like a fend for yourself type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't have that as an example. And, you know, it took me getting into adulthood and just seeing how everybody else interacted in certain situations mm-hmm. for me to know, like, yeah, that's this is how you should behave because you want to be real considerate of other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. So I have been working personally on being more considerate and, you know, just like thinking about you know more people in a situation yeah. and really trying not to think about myself um, I think that's really other people's wants. admirable that you're becoming aware of it and that you're like actively working on it and how hard it mm-hmm. must be too when that's how you were raised that's all you've really known to like now as an adult have to like you know change that kind of habit or behavior that you that you have um I mean I'll say that the reason why I do is because like, I love Jordan. Yeah, it affects and the people I don't you want, love. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, I want to give him unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can't do that when you're being selfish and mm-hmm. working for yourself. Like, you have to work for the other person. Be better. To work on you know? it, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. And that's all you really need is just the desire to to change or to, to make, actively work towards being better. Mm-hmm. I'd say my shadow is I've always been a really competitive person, especially when I was younger. I had two older sisters. I played sports. I just naturally was kind of competitive. I always, I never felt like I could live up to my oldest sister who was really smart and like had all these incredible achievements. And my other sister's like a musical genius. And so I just never, I never felt like I was number one in anything. My mom used to say I was a blend of my sisters, which kind of, you know, I don't think my mom meant any wrong by it, but I remember telling my mom, like, oh, like, I just never, I don't exceed in many things or at parties, my mom would always brag about my sisters and I never felt like I was on the, the forefront of that. So mm-hmm. just always competitive. And I can see now how it's gotten into my everyday life as an adult where I almost look down on other people and I hate that, that I do that. And I try to work on it a little bit every day. Where I'm like, I don't want to look at myself and look at my accomplishments and then think that someone is less accomplished than me because of where they are at in life. But I can, I have a tendency to do that. And mm-hmm. so that's definitely something I try to work on. I think that's a shadow that I have. I'm sure I have many yeah. more. I think, I mean, I don't think like people would admit that, that, you know, like they just an innately you know something within them sometimes they'll just look down you know Mm -hmm. on somebody for for whatever reason like just being judgmental in any way like nobody likes to say that they're a judgmental person and I don't think that you are like you don't come across (laughs) that way but But it all happens in my head I feel like you know I maybe don't act on it or tell people you're going nowhere in life or whatever you know like (laughs) I never say anything like that but I think it and yeah and I will say I'll express it to people I'm really close to especially Corey like I'll be like oh this person blah 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 or like Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just kind of like I don't know gossipy crappy just not good Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's really admirable to like work on that too you know just Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome so we wanted to share our kind of shadows that we know of you know with you guys because this is i think their intentions of these songs is for us to also i think the whole map of the soul is for all of all of us army is to kind of look at ourselves and discover Mm -hmm. ourselves with bts 
And that's why we love it because Mm -hmm. we can see what we can learn from it and how we can grow from it. And, um, you know, we can normalize like having these parts of ourselves and Mm -hmm. just saying this is just normal and you know everybody has their things that they deal with and as long as you're working on uncovering them and making them better and you know improving yourself you know Mm -hmm. that's all you can do definitely yeah okay so that was uh our our lyrical analysis Mm -hmm. of this song and uh now we're going to get into the vibe feel production of this song Mm -hmm. um which God, I'm so excited for because I feel like this production is so interesting and I just, okay. Yeah, okay. it's so, really interesting for sure. <laughs> so a video that really helped us out with vocabulary and just getting to put what we're hearing into words and also generally providing insight about the production of the song was a reaction video by Joey Nato on YouTube. Um, he's a producer and he just really, he played the music video, but he just mainly listened to the song and he was able to point out what certain sounds were and just tell us like what effects were going on. So that was super, super helpful. If If you are interested in hearing more about what we're about to talk about, then go watch that video for sure. Mm -hmm. So really, when we were trying to talk about the production, kind of started with like, where do we even begin? Because Right. (laughs) Like right when we got into (laughs) it, I looked at you and I'm like, where to begin? Like there's so much production (laughs) in this song. There's so much to talk about. And, um, really we want to talk about what's going on, but also how we feel and the effect of what they decided to do, the Mm -hmm. choices that they made. So, So let's get into it. Just to kind of start, this song does sample the intro. Oh, are you late too? Um, so at the very beginning in the intro in the first verse, Yoongi starts rapping very softly and it grows in volume as the verse goes on. So it's kind of like it starts off and all the lyrics and the production and the music video all just emphasize exactly what is being said in this song. So Mm -hmm. how he starts off slow and it's like a soft rap where every time I listen to it, listen to it in my car, I feel the need to turn up the volume, but knowing that it's going to get louder. Um, <laughs> but I think that his intention of this is like the, the growing of his shadow and the growing of his greed. Um, just like, yeah, I want this. I want this. I want this. So it kind of, the volume also increases the production though is pretty, pretty mellow at the beginning. It's yeah. soft and it, again grows as the song goes on you also can hear like vinyl crackling at the beginning when you hear this this more mellow production Mm -hmm. and the biggest thing that really stands out that was really mentioned in the producer reaction video was that there's these reverse chords Mm -hmm. and when joey nato mentioned this those reverse chords i immediately thought oh i know reverse chords because of the beatles and i immediately thought of that and i thought oh yeah (laughs) that's definitely what's being played and that's why it sounds so kind of different yeah it was it was hard to pinpoint exactly what to call that and when he said that I was like yes that's exactly Mm -hmm. what this is and um he said that it was like somebody's vocals singing these chords and then Mm -hmm. they were reversed the track Mm -hmm. of them singing reversed and maybe even pitched down pitched down a little bit because it's a little it's a little low um but they just add such a cool effect almost like a 
yeah, it's I, I don't know how to, I mean, to explain know, it. It's kind of that like an soft, anticipatory like, effect. Like yeah, it, it's it almost sounds like orchestrated, but it's not orchestrated. But put mm-hmm. that in reverse, so it's almost like beautiful, but like that haunting, beautiful kind of thing. Yeah. It's 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 a little haunting. It's um, yeah, it makes you feel a little bit anxious almost. Uneasy, like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, It yeah, uneasy for sure. Um, there is one placeholder block in the beat that goes along with these reverse chords mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like hitting in there every once in a while to just keep us moving forward. Mm-hmm. And also about the intro in the first verse, his rap style, his flow, he switches it up a considerable amount of times. I want to say like he has like three or maybe even four different mm-hmm. ways of speaking and delivering the rap mm-hmm. just within the intro in the first verse before getting to the chorus. Yeah. And, and just for reference for the the exact change in flow that I really think of and that you had also really thought of so I'm sure a lot of you guys listening have really noticed the change in flow just for reference in the music video it's the part where like they're all reaching out to him and it's kind of in slow-mo and he's mm-hmm. he does that like do 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 and mm-hmm. just oh that flow it sounds so yes. good <laughs> yes. like the effect of it that like I syncopated I it a echo rap syncopated <laughs> echo rap I, I just that. because I just I feel like that takes a lot of skill mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that like you know we kind of see him do on songs that always blows us away is like that little that little stutter rap but you know just things that he's been doing lately and it was just cool for him to put that it just fit really well sounded really awesome loved it, it. sounds so awesome and yeah he does he changes and switches up his flow a fair amount in the song especially at that part so getting into the chorus we have vocalist yungi which i remember when the song came out like my sister and anthony were like he sings and he sounds so good and yeah it's the thing about the chorus and it just it flows and transitions really well but those reverse chords are taken out and Mm so now things are and I, this sounds so lame, but like things are projected forward more at this point. And it sounds not like your everyday song, but it sounds a little bit more normal. Uh, the chorus does. It's not as like, Mm Oh, this is different. This is interesting. It's a little bit more, you can sing along to it and rock out to it. It's more clean, you know, just things that we're kind of more used to hearing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like, They change the effect on the microphone, the effect on the vocal track. So it sounds like a true microphone. Mm -hmm. And then there's just some mild echo or mild reverb on it. Um, But it's it's very forward, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can hear those vocals. You're also able to hear electric guitar, electric keyboard and drums, Mm -hmm. which are very classic rock. And it just sounds like it reminds me of like classic like not classic rock, but it reminds me of like rock ballad, like yeah. the choruses of rock ballads, mm-hmm. you know, which makes sense um, because it has all the makes instruments sense within the context. Yeah, yeah. Like the electric guitar, the keyboard, the drums, all of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is what I was thinking about is that it puts it very on edge. It's very different from the sound of the intro in the first verse, mm-hmm. just that kind of unease that we felt with those reverse chords just those being gone and putting all these classic well-known sounds and instruments into it 
it's completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And I think about like the first time that I listened to this song, like all of this so far was totally making sense. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I get it. It sounds okay. Normal kind of verse. And then uh, a catchy chorus. All right. But I had no idea was about to come. What was about to come was the fucking outro. Yeah. No. There is a second hook and it's just the that same hook that we heard at the beginning, but the vocals this time are more forward and louder. He seems a little cockier with kind of when he sings King, how he lingers on it a little bit and just almost mm-hmm. kind of is doing his little mush mouth thing where he's not pronouncing it thoroughly. He's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he does seem like a little, his tone is a little confrontational in this part because as we'll talk about, and as we know, like in the outro, it's kind of like how his shadow takes over in the rap, um, as we talked about in the lyrics. So it's like, it's like he's telling it at this point, you know, he's still saying, I want to be all these things, but he's ready to, um, duke it out. Yes, he is. So in the outro, like this is where it gets fucking chaotic in the production. (laughs) Um, This is experimental as fuck and it changes up completely, completely different from the rest of the song. And you thought you were uneasy at the beginning of the song. You get real uneasy at the end. Yeah, (laughs) except for you can also rock out to it, but it's also insane um Mm -hmm. this is i feel like before even talking about it i feel like this is what the fuck we have been asking for like this is is what we have been hoping for Mm -hmm. is it not like oh it totally is this is we back when we did our uh, map of the soul persona album review this is when we ended on dionysus we were like we want experimental we want something totally out there that's something we've never heard before yeah we were like they are poised at the end of this album to do Mm -hmm. exactly that, you know, Mm -hmm. like they are ready to do that. And, um, when watching this video, the producer, (laughs) Joey Nato, he said, he paused it and he was like, Oh, I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah. And I just love that because Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a fan of BTS. Like he reviews their songs, but like he's a producer. It is his job to know music and to know it well. And, you know, for him to say that being in the industry, like it's so cool. Like there is truly nothing, no sound like this sound that's out there. And it's crazy, but they pulled it off. It's risky, but they're in the mm-hmm. position to to really try it out, to do whatever. I feel like this this what we know about this whole comeback so far is that they are taking artistic mm-hmm. risks. They're taking risks because they can and they want to. Yeah, it's what they're about. They could just yeah. easily be writing it out, writing like pop typical pop songs, but that's not what they're oh that's not what they're about. It's just not. And they know that. No. Um, they BTS mm-hmm. are so about taking uh-huh. risks. Like you know, they are always about chasing the next part of of the art yeah. form and and growing. Like they're not com- they don't stay comfortable, mm-hmm. which is good. You know? Yeah. Wow. Anyways, damn. So the <laughs> outro, as we're talking about it, all this production that's going on. The biggest takeaway for me with the vibe is like it's so distorted and kind of sounds disturbed and it's brash. It very much is. It's super distorted, especially Mm -hmm. like on his vocals. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then the beat, because it totally switches up in the sound and what's in it, the full trap beat is back. There's a full trap beat. Um, Mm -hmm. There's still blocks in there. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. You can say that. Yeah, no, I mean, there are still blocks in there, which we heard in the intro, but the blocks come back with the outro, but there's a shit ton of echo effect on it. Mm -hmm. Like we said, it's just everything has been distorted, all these sounds. And then an added effect, they did not previously have these, but now they have these 808 drums, which are giving such a loud bass line, super loud, super prominent. It's hard. Like Mm -hmm. you don't hide 808s when you put them in there. Like if you're listening to this in your car, you're cranking Mm -hmm. the bass up, you're shaking the car because this Mm -hmm. is like hype. It's making you want to move to it. Um, those, that drums, those, that drum line is awesome. It's just like, even though it's so distorted and just chaotic and crazy and every, you don't really know what you're hearing. You hear like all these other things coming at you, but you're still, there's still a beat. And I think it is because Mm -hmm. of these drums that you are like rocking out to while while this is all like being thrown into your ears. Yeah, you're guided through yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's a lot of background noises too going on. And like, these are just a few of them. And we don't even know if we're like right about a lot of these, but these are kind of things that we hear. Um, there's a lot of um, like reverse synth synthesizers. I feel like mm-hmm. I hear like this staticky kind of siren going on in the background. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then I hear like a lot of like yelling or like growling, Mm -hmm. almost like barking, snarling, like going Mm -hmm. on. Like if you listen with headphones on or if you listen Mm -hmm. in your car, you can hear it going. Like you hear like one on the right side and one on the left side and it kind of goes back Mm -hmm. and forth. Um, And then... Jordan actually pointed this out. I didn't even hear this at first, but we were listening to my car. We cranked it up and he was like, you hear that flute? flute? (laughs) And you can hear it a little bit during the Mm -hmm. first half of the outro, but during like the last half of the outro, it really comes through the forefront and it's like right at the top, floating at the top of all of this chaos. Mm -hmm. And it is irregular it's not on any kind of beat it doesn't even seem to be playing any sort of like melody it's just notes just thrown in there insane just thrown i mean the the flute really (laughs) is like the icing on the cake of like this is experimental as fuck i still i need to listen to it again and really just be looking for the like listening for the flute oh god listen for the fucking the flute is crazy (laughs) the flute is crazy (laughs) Uh, wow so that was really all we have for the production there's a lot that goes into it um we barely scratched the surface but yeah it's so well produced the lyrics it's really depicting the the lyrics well so let's go ahead and get into the music video where we have this visual to go along with while thinking about the lyrics and while listening to the song yeah so the director, we want to give a shout out to the director of this music video, which is Wee mm-hmm. Kim. And the assistant director is Sing Woo Park. And the significance of Wee Kim is that I guess he ended up, uh, he was the director of... He directed Give, give it, it To Me. me. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he's only worked with BTS. He's only worked with Yoongi twice. 
in, you know, all of both of their careers mutually. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so he did give it to me for August D and he did this one. So it's just, obviously they work well Mm -hmm. together with those camera angles and communication of how like he wants to portray it. I wonder if he really enjoyed working with him then and then like asked to have him back for, for shadow. I feel like, yeah, they must just have like a similar vision about, Yungi's mm-hmm. style, rap style, and how that conveys, how that like translates into a, a music yeah. video. So yeah. at the very beginning of the music video where we get the intro and that first verse, we have Yungi standing in this hallway and we have to talk about how he looks first and kind of like his outfit. So it's an all tan outfit and he's got this gorgeous stunning ashy gray hair color and it's slightly curly like it's just wavy and fluffy Mm -hmm. and just gorgeous but I want to talk about the significance of the vest he is wearing Uh, so on the left shoulder there's a symbol and YD250 printed on it so this is actually a model of the Yakima motorcycle that Yungi was riding when he got hit by a car pre-debut while he was out making deliveries for his job. And I think he, he shared this story on Burn the Stage, but that's mm-hmm. that left shoulder is the shoulder that dislocated from that accident. And he had to like quit his job and he had to like quit b-boying and stuff and like and he like hit it from Big Hit because he was worried yeah. that they were going to release mm-hmm. him. Yeah, and, like he was dragged under a car. Man, that yeah. I can't I can't imagine. But like I think it's so neat that he that struggle or challenge that he came across. Like he kind of just so subtly put it in there. Yeah, I mean, and he literally was. I mean, it, it just just because at the beginning of the song he's talking about his goals Mm -hmm. and like the first you know you think the first couple goals are from you know around debut time like i want to be a rap star okay so he's literally wearing something from the beginning you know from the beginning of his story he has that on himself for this for this music video which i just think one of the many things that he had to sacrifice to achieve all these things that he wants Mm -hmm. yeah so in this hallway there are eight doors and each of them has clumps of red wax surrounding and then connecting them um so a lot of people uh were pointing out that this really seems like it's kind of a reiteration of an art installation by anish kapoor in which a large red wax block was guided through differently shaped and sized doors on a track and they were too, you know, they were smaller than the block. Mm-hmm. So it scraped off parts of itself as it moved through each doorway just to fit through. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who are pointing out this connection, uh, you know, it's kind of the idea that it seems like it symbolizes the parts of themselves that they've had to shave away or leave behind to get through each door of opportunity that, you know, that Yoongi or that BTS has, Mm -hmm. you know, gone through. And that just reiterates like the whole motorcycle thing, like the things, parts of themselves that they've had to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, if you kind of think about like chipping away at yourself through these experiences, things that wear you down, Mm -hmm. it really makes sense that like through each door that, that opens, you have to give away a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
also the initial thought for both of us without really, we just talked about this earlier, but we hadn't talked about it previously. Um, but when we first saw this music video without knowing about the art installation, um, we both kind of thought that the red masses looked like blood. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it looked like big chunks of like coagulated blood just surrounding the doors and reminded us of the tradition of Passover. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is coming from two people who are like Western culture, a very biblical based culture. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was still compelling symbolism to us, especially because we don't know the themes of the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys remember that company that made those crowns? Like, yeah. you know, um, yeah. we just, there, there could be some kind of biblical significance to these red things around it tied to the red book by Carl Jung, which we, mm-hmm. I mean, I still think that there's a lot of, the red book is, does deal with shadow and ego and it does. like, yeah. Yeah, and there has been a significance of red that has been brought up multiple times, and I think that I I think that there could easily be a dual meaning here. That there, this whole comeback is all about art and like installing art, and so I would I wouldn't put it past them to have chosen this because of this like biblical thing that they wanted to represent on top of like also having art represented. So. Totally yeah. agree with all of that. That's immediately what I thought of too. I immediately thought of Passover when I saw that red. I just pictured the red over people's doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so then coming off of that, just the shot where he steps over the camera um, is to us very much symbolic of taking that big first step towards your dream. Like why would they take time to really show that shot like that? That shot. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's like, t- it's that that taking that leap, you know? Yeah. He's eager. Mm-hmm. He looks eager and he oh, yeah. just, I mean, he full blown charges down this hallway. Uh, and I just love the symbolism of it all. And like the visual, mm-hmm. it's like he, he wants it bad. He wants all these things. He will risk whatever it takes to get to it. And what's just the transition here from when he breaks through that door at the end and then just all of a sudden he's out there on this stage in front of this audience with all these people filming him and he's got so much momentum as he's running out that like he almost looks like he's gonna fall off the stage when he gets there yeah and there is this just this look of complete utter shock when he gets there and Mm -hmm. it's it's very impactful how this whole thing is shot And what we didn't really notice until we were watching again together for research is like, then when he gets through that door, the door closes and you see eight shadows, quote on shadows is what we're calling them. These, these like hooded figures standing in the hallway and they're trying to get through the door. They're like trying to get to Yoongi, like he's locked them out. But ultimately they, as the video goes on, they get through the door Mm -hmm. Uh, despite being locked out. And what we think is that it's just like, you can't run away from your shadow and that it's going to follow you and it's going to get through. You can maybe ignore it or shut it out for a little bit, but it'll catch up to you eventually. Ultimately, it's going to come to light. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I just love that that scene where Mm -hmm. he runs out onto the stage. So that stage that he's on, it's it's like a box... Kayla talks about it a little bit more later on in depth on exactly Mm -hmm. what this stage looks like. 
But underneath, you can see the shadows that are kind of like reaching out towards him as he's up on top of it. And we get this like bird's eye view looking down. And it's a really neat shot that you get to see because you see Yoongi and you see all these shadows like trying to get through. Something I'm just going to throw in here because I noticed it. Maybe you guys have noticed it. I don't know what it means, but there is a in that hallway. We see it twice. There's two exit signs. There's one by the door that he originally is standing at at the the very beginning. And then there's one where he's at the end of the hallway where like we get to see the slow-mo hand reaching out towards him, like the shadows chasing him. And there's another exit sign and it's red. And I, I just feel like, you know, it's a set and there must potentially maybe be a meaning why they put exit signs in there. Yeah, like it is a set. They did build it. So why would they mm-hmm. include something like that unless it had some sort of significance, um, especially because it uh, it is red. It does kind of draw attention and there's two of them, um, you know, think about like red, red book thing again, but also like exit like is like you know facing your shadow is this the like the exit to you know being happy or to finding yourself or like you know or are you looking for an exit a way out or looking for an exit or a way out mm -hmm. I was just thinking like he's come he's come this far and there's all these downsides to fandom and everything and if you go and look at Suga's interlude um like on on Halsey's album did with, on Halsey's album mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about like uh if they really want to be there or like giving it all up and stuff so like maybe that's just lingering over his head or in the back of his mind like just escaping yeah and just forgetting it all yeah and like there's always that exit option there's a way out yeah and you know you gotta know like especially once you when it, it would be hard like once you're at this level and how many people know you know who you are but you have so much money and so many resources that if you really wanted to get out like you know you always know you could you totally could Mm -hmm. go off somewhere and live your life and just do something else completely but yeah you know exactly in this video we're not seeing him do that like it's not like he wants to do that like he's yeah he's not ready to give up like that dream you know he just wants to find himself but I like that maybe that's the reason they have it there is that it's still something that crosses his mind yeah Um, So for the pre-chorus, as we're about to get into the chorus, this is the part that I think is, it's also really well shot and there's a lot of um, definitely interpretation to, to be brought forth with this is there's the shadow people running down the hall, reaching out for Yoongi and once they are just about to get to Yoongi, they are put into slow motion. And Yoongi's not in slow motion, so it almost looks like he's in control of it. Like, he's somehow slowing them down. Mm-hmm. It's also important to note that, like, even the windows right there that look into the rooms uh, the you can get to from the hallway have shadows mm-hmm. up against the glass. And, you know, they're, like, kind of clamoring to get out. There's red lighting behind them also, which again makes that exit sign up there stand out yeah and they're just they're just chasing that Mm -hmm. chasing him and it's like he has this moment kind of moment of calm where he slows them down like he's taking a moment for himself 
but ultimately he knows or is somehow controlling them, but he knows that inevitably like he can't escape them Mm -hmm. or can't keep running away from them. And I think at the very end there, just as it's about to get back into normal speed, he sighs out the side of his cheek like he just puffs out air and you can just ah it's I love this expression that he does Mm -hmm. here because it symbolizes a lot it shows a lot of how he's feeling and he just accepts it and then they all just grab hold of him and pull him down Mm -hmm. and oh it's just such a great shot and like he's just it's like a sighing like yep this is it yeah I've accepted the fate and yeah, he gets pulled down no matter what. He just kind of does a little sigh. Yeah, and that that shot and that motion all like times up with the lyrics and the emotion mm-hmm. that he has on his face and everything all at the same time to just like really convey that feeling of acceptance and kind of like what what he's getting into further progressing into the music video to like actually almost like speak or fight with his shadow, you know, and mm-hmm. at least acknowledge, you know, one another. Yeah. And Definitely. so, yeah. As we're getting into the chorus here, we have to give our first time shout out, which is 106. <laughs> and it's one of the many snarly faces we get from Yoongi. But the camera is kind of like looking up at him and it's super powerful. Oh, yeah. And just when we're talking about how snarly and powerful and incredible he fucking looks right here, his expressions throughout the video are really impactful and really mm-hmm. contribute to the effect of the lyrics. He's just so passionate throughout. throughout. So I just thought I'd slide that in there because we don't yeah. talk about his facial expression the whole time, but one of the true marks of like, wow, this is why he's so incredible is because his face is really conveying what he's saying and what he's feeling. Yeah. He's he's doing a wonderful job. It's like his visuals on top of like his just kind of acting ability here to really show us how he's feeling. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the chorus. And for, you know, the chorus when he is singing, he is on the stage. And so the stage is just like this large cube of light. Um There's also above him multiple white stage spotlights um, framing the stage. And we think the stage, I mean, the stage is pretty tall. He's up high off of the ground and high above all of the people beneath him by far. So maybe like 10 feet or even higher off of the ground. He's pretty, he's pretty high up there. And we see this large crowd of hooded figures around him with these cell phones held in their hands filming filming him. Mm -hmm. So one of the big visual effects that we see during the chorus is a microphone that is flying through glass and it shatters it. And for me, this kind of anytime I see a microphone with Yoongi, it reminds me of mic drop. So it kind Mm -hmm. of it makes me think of those things. But the vibe of this song and like the meaning of the song is very much not a mic drop. And um, Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of other glass in the music video. There's glass on the on the ground in the hallway that he starts in. Um, Mm -hmm. when kind of like that mirror shatters, there's glass on the ground then there's, you know, he's in that glass mirror room. And, um, Mm -hmm. so 
I just, I don't, there's a lot of significance that this glass could be because it is Mm -hmm. shattered. So it could represent like the breaking of something, like the breaking down of something or, you know, some sort of like a clash, a conflict like that. Um, But it can also be talking about like this glass ceiling, just thinking Mm -hmm. about all of that, all of the things that he's achieved that he points out multiple times in this song. Um, and how he, you know, he, along with BTS, like they did break through this glass ceiling of accomplishment Mm -hmm. that, you know, nobody had done before and nobody had expected, you know, for a group like this that came from nowhere to do this. Yeah. And when you mentioned this, I had never really thought about the, this like glass ceiling and how they've kind of broken through it being this Korean pop group to have become this successful and to have made all these, all these changes. But, uh, one of the visuals I kind of look at in the music video is what we kind of said were maybe those shadows beneath the glass box Mm -hmm. or this glass stage, or I don't even know if it's a glass stage, but Mm -hmm. like seeing them kind of reach out to him and he's on top of them mm-hmm. almost kind of gives off like that glass ceiling effect yeah, and like, like people that, trying to reach out and to break through it themselves. Yeah. That bird's yeah. eye view where he's kind mm-hmm. of like laying down on the stage and you can see like all of those shadowy figures underneath, like pressing their hands up against mm-hmm. it, you know, is that, is that just symbolic of all of his shadows or is that also, can that be symbolic of like, you know, everybody else trying to break through Mm -hmm. in the same way that, 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 that they have done. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just food for thought. Yeah. yeah, It's it's interesting. There is kind of this duality in the song of like teetering between like bragging, like from somebody on the outside, you know, Mm -hmm. they could very much interpret it as bragging and saying like, look at all of what I have and what I've done, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Anyways. So, in the chorus as it goes on, there's a lot of these drawings that are flickered on the screen. And I just immediately think of like subliminal messaging because it's just real quick. It's super quick and there's a lot of it and they're in different colors. You kind of notice them, but you really have to like pause and focus to get an idea of what it is. So we see like these gold wings around Yoongi. We see a red halo above him. We see a red crown down at the bottom of the screen. And then like later on, you see it turns to gold and now it's above his head. There is an equilibrium sign that's thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's also some words. Um, mm-hmm. Teeth, jaw, skull, dew, and loin. Um, mm-hmm. No clue what no they're supposed to mean if they're supposed to mean anything yeah they're just there. i think they're decoys decoys <laughs> decoys big hit has been putting out big hit and bts have made so many decoys that all of our theories are shit literally so. i literally believe <laughs> that they purposefully put out multiple different like themes of decoys so that way yeah. people could orchestrate these complex fucking well-researched well put together mm-hmm. like you know, theories. They have a decoy team for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we need to talk about his fucking Dior outfit that he wears Mm -hmm. when he's on the stage. Um, really good shots of it at 203 because the lighting is incredible right on his face. He's looking straight forward, but it's coming from above. So you see these like amazing chiseled out cheekbones Mm -hmm. and this Dior outfit, he has like, 
oh, he has that black utility vest that's like cinched up around his waist. Like, yeah. fuck. It looks so great. Like, right, cinched up right around his waist. Mm-hmm. And that chain around his neck, oh, it's, it's all working together very well and he looks so stunning in it i've seen people tweet out like his dior outfit next to hosok and they're like these two together i'm like no i can't (laughs) imagine that soap soap. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah so amazing amazing super hot incredibly sexy minyungi so sexy um after the chorus, he gets into the second hook. So he's listing off those goals again. And the main thing that happens during this time is that he's floating backwards through the hallway as each one of the doors that contained all of these shadows that have all of the red mm-hmm. gunk around it, they are closing as he's kind of going past them. Mm-hmm. And when we were researching this, you we were like, do you have anything else you want to say about this? I'm like... He looks motherfucking fine. That's all I can say. <laughs> During like, really? He looks so fine in this shot. And this is where he sounds a little, his tone sounds a little cockier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's getting mm-hmm. ready, you know? He's gearing up for, for this fucking outro. Yeah, yeah for this fucking outro. <laughs> God, the outro. So this transition, all this transition, like, fuck. Okay. The Literally stage lighting. Production yeah. And then the fucking video, the visuals, the visuals are insane in this part. It is an experience. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the stage lighting turns into this infrared and the stage is just entirely red. The cell phone screens have now turned red and like everything else is looking, it looks like shadowy. Like everything is just dark in contrast to this bright, vibrant red. Yeah. And Also, his hairstyle has changed a little bit Um, because of this dark lighting and all of the red on his gray hair on this ashy brown that he has. It looks really, really dark under this light. Mm -hmm. So um, it almost changes his persona, almost like he's somebody else. It really gives the effect of two separate people of like Yoongi and it really personifies the shadow in like a whole form um oh yeah and it brings that the lyrical shadow like to me first time seeing this video i was like that's his fucking shadow his shadow is wrapping this for the whole rest of the time like this is you know the shadow taking over and um so and just like having it say um also have to point out that there is partial forehead exposure and I'm I'm living for any Yungi forehead crumbs any that I can Yoongi get. Forehead, yeah. Oh my god, it's so it's look. He looks so fucking good. So, anyways, Ooh, slightly does, different hair um, and darker really makes him seem more dark and shadowy for this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I definitely thought with this part too, with the whole transition, that my immediate thought is like, this is his shadow taking over. We see red, we see greed does like this desire to gain more. It's almost like he's possessed, Mm -hmm. uh, that this, the shadow has fully consumed him. His voice is getting like when he's rapping, it's harsher, it's raspier. Um, he's, you know, it's just, he's still kind of listing off all those, like I want and it's, fucking aggressive mm-hmm. the whole the whole thing yeah mm-hmm. like he listed off all of his i wants like more calm collected going down that hallway and then it yeah. switches up all of this all of yeah. these things that we just spent the last three minutes talking about like 
is hitting us all at once at like 205, 206. So it's a lot of change. It's a lot going on. Think about how much we've talked about visually, lyrically, and production wise. Like there is a lot of change hitting us right at 205. And then he's listing off that I want it list again yeah, but on, that, with this dark that, side yeah it's like villainous how it comes out mm-hmm. in, in his show yeah it's fucking hot though it like. is hot yeah I mean <laughs> No um, there are also at this time there are red drawings that are coming out like lines coming out from around him and it really kind of gives visual representation to power that is radiating off of him or like you mm-hmm. said like chaos coming from him yeah mm-hmm. and then at 217 we get this incredible shot of Yoongi it's like we see Yoongi's shadow in the crowd and he's coming towards the camera like he's walking towards the camera now and he steps into this very harsh bright light Mm -hmm. so like we've got all that red and like dark black figures and now he's stepping into the light and you just see his beautiful face you see, oh man, like God. we talk about, we talk about jawlines, but can we talk about cheekbones? Seriously, Like his cheekbones are so sharp and defined in this shot. Like he tilts his head just slightly. His eyes are piercing. I Fuck. mean, piercing you through the screen. I don't know how it, he's mm-hmm. just so stunning in it this is, shot. It is so high contrast and mm-hmm. you know just the way the movement that he has when he steps into the shot and kind of swivels his head a little bit he kind of mm-hmm. moves his head into it like fuck and this really makes me think of like horror film lighting like it's mm-hmm. kind of creepy it's sinister almost mm-hmm. um it's not like he looks scary but it's like menacing like there is you know there's a deepness there's a darkness and yeah (laughs) i cannot look at this picture any longer and it is so fucking hard to focus (laughs) god i'm gonna scroll down his cheekbone (laughs) okay so like really this whole from this point forward we fully descend into visual chaos there Mm -hmm. are it's like layers of film over itself at the same time in the video layers mm-hmm. of him wrapping the outro so you get like some min Yungi in the foreground and the background like moving all around different facial mm-hmm. expressions looking at the camera looking away what you know just wrapping um mm-hmm. there's multiple layers of people with the phones around him the hooded figures just crowding him flashing their cameras just we're going to yeah. talk briefly about the phones here because it is something that is shown a lot in the video and a lot of armies were kind of, you know, interested in why he decided to to show this in the music video. Um, so I think the whole the whole point of it is like all these phones are aimed at him and looking at him on stage. And in this, we can see Yoongi or like Yoongi's shadow walking through the crowd of people. And I think it's just to, just a symbol to show like how all eyes are on him at this point in his life. Like everyone is looking at him and that like everyone is so focused on him on stage that like this other Yoongi walking through the through the crowd we don't even notice or don't even see. And it's actually something that only he's aware of that's going on in, in the crowd, the Yoongi on the stage. So, so I think it's, you know, 
it just shows like the the spotlight he's in and it is kind of a little disturbing or like uncomfortable to look at because like yeah we've all kind of been there we've all been that person who wants to just like look at him through through our screen to get a a good shot of him a good picture a good video or whatever or like how much have we consumed the content that does that like yeah exactly airport pictures that you know people got too close to get or you know Mm -hmm. like anytime that you're watching a fan cam from a concert you know yeah it's a part of yeah and it kind of me it made me feel uncomfortable almost like disgusted with myself like oh I did that to him I feel Mm -hmm. bad that I did that to him yeah you know but I think it's not really him saying you shouldn't be doing this or whatever I think it's just emphasizing like this is what I see and this Mm -hmm. is what I experience every day yeah that's a reality for him yeah Mm -hmm. just giving us his experience and showing us what comes from that partially Mm -hmm. the shadow right there that we you know weren't privy to and you know that we you know didn't even think about or you know yeah weren't aware of and Mm -hmm. now he's just kind of showing us so at 2.38, he's in that mirrored room where um, it's just kind of mirrors and maybe a hexagonal shape with a chandelier hanging in the middle. Mm-hmm. And what really gets us at this moment is that he punches the camera. He he punches right at it. It comes close to him and he swings a punch. And leading up to it, his face is, you know, very angry and, you know, like just gear- ready to do it the glass shatters which again i mean that the broken glass thing is another is like a Mm -hmm. continuous theme in this video um but it it breaks a mirror across the screen so uh we get a subsequent shot of his face where there's like a mirror fracture horizontally across it that kind of distorts his eyes from like his mouth and it gives a really cool effect it makes you think of like a broken person or like the two sides of somebody or you know Mm -hmm. like you know two parts of 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 him Mm -hmm. that are kind of both coming to the forefront right now in the in the video and in the lyrics and and everything else (laughs) yeah before he goes to like punch this screen which i mean we got stepped on and punched in this music video um (laughs) but again aggressive and frustrated um but can we just talk about how fucking hot he looks like he's in a headband yes he's got this yellow jacket on it's parted on the side and his hair is like just flipped over the headband it looks really great his earrings look good he just look he's just so cool and sexy he's iced out he has like all the jewelry on Mm -hmm. super sexy super fucking hot like i i just love when he looks down at us like that i'm just (laughs) damn min yungi so we do need to talk about at 242 243 this is kind of like a bird's eye view of him on the stage and he's rocking out Mm -hmm. he's headbanging he's kicking it's like a full body rock star vibe Mm -hmm. and um like we just had to point it out i feel like it's very it it fits what the theme of like this album is supposed to be like kind Mm -hmm. of rock genre and um i just love it i I love love the the headbanging it's like the yeah it's it's just so much angst and so much um Mm -hmm. you know like passion and frustration and like all of these feelings that go behind like this this head banging yeah. and this kicking mm-hmm. around yeah makes me want to head bang yeah. <laughs> i know right <laughs> um we get a really cool shot at 246 we see 
rap star Yoongi on the stage looking down at Shadow Yoongi. Uh, and man, this, this position that he's in is such a power move. His legs are dangling over the ledge of this stage, spread open, his like hands resting in between, just looking down on the shadow. And mm-hmm. it's like a face-off you know, here. I don't, you know, with himself, kind of. Yeah, but he looks ready. He does look ready. You know, like he, he looks fucking determined. Mm-hmm. Like, look at his face. He looks prepared. His, his mouth is kind of like, mm, okay, yeah. this... All right, it's time for this. Yeah, um, yeah very much a, a power stance. Yeah, facing really? a shadow right there. Um, I just, so right after this shot of him looking down on the shadow, you get the reverse shot of the shadow looking up at him and fucking Min Yoongi. Like, Bethany <laughs> literally put in the notes, Kayla hates Min Yoongi because... I you, I you say this going and I'm off. afraid to tweet it. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm afraid to tweet like I hate BTS because I don't want people to take it out of context. Yeah. But like fucking, I hate Minji <laughs> right here because he looks so good. It is not fair. Mm-hmm. It's literally like why why does he do this to us? Mm-hmm. Like uh, in the first moment, he it's like the camera's a little bit further away from him and he is just kind of looking up barely tilting his head to look up at at the stage at like rap star yoongi mm-hmm. and uh his fucking neck his whole his neck looks so long so exposed he has this adam's apple so exposed so fucking hot his jawline i feel like we do not talk about his jawline enough mm-hmm. okay um he just God, looks so fucking stunning. And then we get a more um, hot, straightforward shot of his face Mm -hmm. doing the same thing, looking up. And he's looking at us kind of like inquisitive. Inquisitive, yeah. Curious. Like in his Mm -hmm. eyes, there's, you know, inquisitive and curious, like what's what's coming, what's, you know, what's about to happen. There's also kind of that look of set determination Mm -hmm. in his eyebrows and the way that his mouth Uh, is set in his actor Min Yoongi, come on. He's so I mean, I'm looking at this still and I'm like, he's not really doing much. But he's conveying so much. <laughs> yes. He literally, just with the turn of his head right yes. there, and, like, he looks so fucking hot. Like, I just, yeah. I cannot stand him. I cannot stand him. <sighs> he is. <laughs> he's so gorgeous. I, I can't say that enough. He's, his features are so gorgeous, but his personality, his rap style, just everything about him, like, is so sexy, too. Like, it's just. Wait. What? I'm sorry, but I didn't even mention that this is like red lighting right now too. Oh yeah, on on like like this last part. So like that's also contributing to to, to the visuals how, here. To the visuals, mm-hmm. like he's glowing. Oh, he you know, glowing. like his skin is glowing. Mm-hmm. Like God, okay, the lighting I just is, cannot stop raving. The lighting is wonderful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at the end of the music video. All of we see all the phones surrounding him, flashing at him. You can even see on the screens like the picture of him. Uh, and so, yeah, it's like it's just this is what it is. And he's kind of consumed by the flashes. And that's the end of the, the music video. Yeah. And that is Sugar Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, please tell us tell us if that's lame. Like we couldn't we couldn't like, think of a better okay, title. No, no. They don't we know that it's a lame <laughs> title, but it's also it's not lame because it sucks. It's lame because it's like 
cute <laughs> and like cheesy and like corny, but it's awesome. Yeah. So I love it. I Bethany came up with this with this uh, title and the I think it's so great. <laughs> she said it and then she's like, no, no. And I'm like, well, yes, obviously it has to be. It has to be that. Um, so yeah. yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Wow, this was so I felt like it was so thorough and I just, this is what I love about BTS and their music is it's thought provoking. It makes me want to better myself. It makes me look at my life. It makes me look into the lyrics and what they're trying to say. Like it's, you know, it's what art is supposed to do. And they're really presenting Mm -hmm. it through the lyrics, through the production of the song and through the music video. I mean, like there's so much to interpret and it's really up to you as a person and how you want to interpret it. And I think that is why there's so many unclear, loose and quote on decoys going on, but I love it. And I really have enjoyed listening and watching shadow yeah this is kind of like how obviously this is our interpretation Mm -hmm. of it and this is how it came across to us and what we found impactful and symbolic and the meaning that we Mm -hmm. are seeing behind it and I do love that we get the opportunity to do this I think that like this is one of our favorite parts of the podcast is just getting a content like this a music video or you know an album or whatever Mm -hmm. and just being able to dissect it it completely yes and Because Mm -hmm. there is so much. Every single part of it does have artistic value Mm -hmm. and meaning and merit. And um, it's just awesome to see the level of thought and artistry that goes into what they do. And it's, there are not, there's just not a lot of artists that That do this, are doing Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. So, so anyways, thank you, Min Yoongi. Thank you, BTS. Thank you for everyone in the involved in the production of the song and the music video. Uh, we really are so grateful that we're able to experience all this. Next week, yeah. be looking for an episode from us, but it might be a little late. It might be released on Friday because we are going to be talking about Black Swan, and we've heard that Black Swan is going to be performed on James Gordon, so we kind of want to watch that to see if we get choreo so we can really do a full episode of everything encompassing Black Swan. So be looking for that yes. next week. It might be late, just so you know. Yeah, it'll probably be... Friday or Saturday release Mm -hmm. because the James Corden performance is the night that we typically record Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, editing time and whatnot. So, (laughs) but we will be talking about that next week. Very, very excited. Um, If you guys liked this episode or if you liked any of our previous episodes, there's a few things you can do to let us know. You can talk about us on social media, you know, tweet at us, let us know that you enjoyed it, tell your followers that you listened and that you liked it. Um, And then also you can email us or you can DM us and uh, tell us, you know, what you thought, what are your interpretations of Shadow and, you know, what did you think about what we thought? Um, You know, we love to hear what you thought or how you interpreted things. And I think that that's always cool to hear everybody's opinion. So please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. Um, you can also write a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. And that's really helpful too. You know, the more reviews that we have, the more likely somebody is to look at our podcast and then say, yeah, I want to listen to that. Um, so you can find links for all of our social media and, you know, ways to go write us a review in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.